0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Joe Cook. Today, I'm joined by Justin Wells. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching On Texas Football. Make sure you check out InsideTexas.com. we still got our great promotion going on. $29.99 will get you access all the way through August 31st. So Spring Ball, which we're about to talk about. uh, Spring recruiting visits, uh, the spring game, summer official visits, summer workouts, uh, you know, preseason camp, all that sign up today, it's a great deal, not one we're going to have around forever. And you should come check us out at Inside Texas today. Justin and I are going to talk about uh, we're going to give two players a piece uh, that we think need to have big springs. Uh, the, the spring football schedule was announced uh, earlier today, uh, we have that on insidetexas.com. It was on Uh, Jamal Fenner, the new Texas director of uh, high school relations, on his Twitter account. um, The uh, first day of practice for the Horns this spring uh, will be in early March. It'll be on March 6th and March 8th um, and also March 10th. Then they will go on spring break, come back and get the other, I guess, 11 practices and one spring game in after spring break. So, Justin, that's 14 practices and a game-ish practice. Uh, always fun to cover. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, no Saturdays except for maybe one or two. Um, but this is a time for growth for a lot of different players. Time for newbies to get uh, themselves into the system, whether they be uh, true freshmen or if they are transfers. Uh, it's a time for you know players who maybe were on the second – second on the depth chart last year uh, to really take a jump and uh, you know solidify their status as to to be contending for a starting spot uh, up in the fall and then it's an opportunity for starters you know to really start to pull away or to you know improve on what uh, they need to uh, areas for improvement of them so I've got a guy on offense I've got a guy on defense uh, you've got a guy on offense and defense you want to go ahead and start with the player. You think uh, needs to have a, a big spring in order to set up the twenty twenty three Longhorns for success?
1: Let's start on offense. Uh, I'm gonna get. I, I get to choose the obvious one, and that's Quinn Yours. Right. Th- this spring is the biggest spring of his life. He if he has a the season that he should have in twenty twenty three, this could be the last year in in Austin, and he gets re- as he gets ready for the twenty twenty four NFL draft. Um, but Quinn has got to take that next step. I think I think it's obvious, Joe. I think everybody knows that. I think what we started seeing at the end of last year, and especially in the Alamo Bowl, is more or less what you're gonna see, the growth, you know, uh, for, for for Quinn moving forward. You saw in the bowl game a slim a little more slim down. He was a little more back to his early athleticism that he had at South Lake Carroll. And this is a kid that was a really good athlete. And people just forgot that this he hadn't played a lot of football. And then they go to a little more spread in the Alamo Bowl, and he just sprinkled the ball around like it was anything. If, 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 if two of those balls aren't dropped, he throws for about 420 yards. And so, to me, it's obvious. I think Quinn Ewers has to have the biggest spring, not just on the field, not just uh, with the playbook, but from a leadership standpoint. Your, your main guys are gone. Bijan John Robinson, Rashawn Johnson, They're headed to the league. There has to be more guys that step up in this locker room because those are two big misses. Those those guys are going to be sorely missed. And I think for Quinn, it's not just going to be on the field. It's in the locker room and it's off the field. He's got to take on more of a leadership role. He got rid of the mullet, Joe. As much as that hurt me, now it's business in the front, business in the back. If I'm a Texas fan, that's what I want to see.
0: I'm with you on that, and I think that does reflect, you know, uh, everybody kind of associates Quinn Ewers with the mullet. He goes, no, I'm I'm getting rid of it. You know, I'm Quinn Ewers. I'm here to play quarterback. I'm here to, I'm not here to be yeah. the mullet. I'm with you, especially if you see some more 11 personnel like we might this year. Um, maybe, you know, of course, that they they will probably use that heavy 12. They got to find a replacement for Andre Karich for it, but uh, when you have three quality wide receivers, hypothetically, in your starting lineup, when you have Jatavian Sanders, uh, you, you want to go ahead and and use a system that fits their strengths well, uh, get those athletes on the field, and give them a little bit more room to operate. I like that one. I'll go a little bit more under the radar on mine, um, and it's another one of the returning starters and one on the offensive line. I'm going to say Hayden Connor. Um, I think it's pretty well known that Kelvin Panks is going to play left tackle next year and Christian Jones is going to play right tackle. Um, Cole Hudson had a great freshman season, but he's injured, Uh, at least during the spring, uh, had a shoulder procedure. We'll be back in time for fall camp. Jake Majors, he was the second-string center last year until Junior Angulau injured his knee and was knocked out for the year. So there's a sense that Kyle Flood and even Steve Sarkeesian, they want to use some of these guys that they signed in the 2022 class uh, if they're ready. So I think Hayden Connor, who I think had a pretty decent year last year. He had his ups, of course. He had his downs, too. I think this is a big year for Hayden Connor because I think he needs to figure out what position is going to be his to to lock down. Um, And then he needs to excel at it because there are guys like um, maybe not Cam Williams, per se, uh, but guys like DJ Campbell, uh, even Cole Hudson. You know, that combo could could unseat them. Um, maybe he moves to center and competes with Jake Majors um there's a, a lot of different possibilities for for Hayden Connor and i think if you remember in 2021 uh, there was a pregame warm up session where he had a, a number 49 on or something yeah. like that to where it was a pass uh, eligible or a receiver eligible number so maybe he takes that role uh, he played tight end a little bit before he uh, situated himself on the offensive line at Katie Taylor, so I'm going to go ahead and say Hayden Connor just because of the opportunity that's ahead of him, his status as a starter, but also the really talented players behind him in, in the 2022 class along the offensive line.
1: Now that's actually a good one because this is going to be a unique spring for the O line. <clears throat> Essentially, you have a, a handful of guys that are going to miss spring ball with 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 Cole Hudson with Connor Robertson. Uh, DJ Campbell is potentially could as could miss some time as well. And so now you're, you're, you're looking at Connor as, Hey, can you step up? Can you be that guy? And I, I think Connor welcomes that Joe, you know, you know, we've covered him for a few years now. And, and that's, he, he's, he's really made himself at home. I, I think he's very smart. He's intelligent. He's a big kid. And he's got good feet. And I think that that's the main thing for Connor on the defensive side. You wanted me to pick one guy. <laughs> and going through my mind, I've got two guys. All right, let's hear it. Two true freshmen, uh, early enrollees, Leona Lafau and Anthony Hill. Somebody has to lock down one of those inside linebacker spots. Rather it be a starter beside Jalen Ford or it be the backup. You need to be in the rotation. Those two guys, there are probably a number of guys that I could have named, but those are the two guys I feel like, I really want to know what's going on this spring. That's the position. I want to know just how far along those guys are. Because before you know it, in 12 months, Jalen Ford's going to probably be prepping for the NFL draft. And then all of a sudden, you got two guys that are going to have to play a lot of minutes real early and real fast. And so, Leona's already up to 225. I think that's huge. I guarantee you he, he, he's eating like a champion. Anthony Hill Jr. just turned 18 On Valentine's Day, Uh, you know, Junior is a kid that has already acclimated himself well within this program and within the staff. Sources love what he's bringing to this team, which is kind of expected if you followed him throughout his recruitment in high school. And so my guy, I know you got one guy. I went with two and I really like your guy. But, man, I just I couldn't choose between Leona and Anthony Hill Jr. So I just put them together. Leona Hill Jr. That's my defensive guy.
0: Quite the combination. I get that. Uh with DeMarvin Overshone moving on, uh, it's it's kind of a a t- it's a position that Texas has to fill. Jalen Ford coming back is huge. Um, and there's some other guys who really haven't totally proven themselves at that other linebacker position, whether it be uh David Benda, uh, whether it be man, I'm just trying to think. Maurice uh, Blackwell, maybe Maurice Blackwell, um, Jet Bush has moved back there, but that's those are guys who have some starts and have a quality number of snaps, but uh, their time has been a little bit up and down uh, while at Texas. So that makes a lot of sense on my end. Right, so mine, I mentioned to you, um, I'm going to go with Justice Finkley. Um, I think we've, we both feel pretty good about what Baron Sorrell offers at that strong side defensive end spot. Uh, but with Ovia Gofu now at LSU – um now it's one of those situations where who's going to be the buck and that's a really important position in this defense i don't think texas really got as much as they would have liked out of that position um a lot last year not just when Agofu was on the field but especially when he was off the field um and they gave guys like um uh ethan burke opportunity there um sometimes finkley got run there but he was mostly at jack uh, Colton Votsit could get chances there um, Even Tosili Akana Could get some opportunity there uh, But uh, Justice Finkley is a, is a physically mature Player um, He's a pretty mature on-field player a Very mature off-field player Takes advantage of uh, his status as a UT athlete And I think Buck could be a little bit Better fit for him Especially if he yeah. hovers right around you know 240, 245 I think he was up to like 250-something during the course of the year. Uh, but they definitely need help or some sort of sure thing at edge, especially on the weak side. Uh, I don't know if any of the early enrollees are really going to help in that regard quite yet. Um, you'd like for Ethan Burt maybe to get ready uh, to you know fill out his frame a little bit more athletically than he did this past season. Maybe that puts him at jack. Maybe Colton Vosick's eventual move is at jack. Spring is going to be really important uh, because it will help Bo Davis and Pete Kwiatkowski kind of determine what the best spot for each guy is. And I, I think Justice Finkley needs to be able to prove that whether it's splitting starting level snaps at Jack or being the starting buck, uh, that he's ready to take over in a position of, of real need for Texas. You know, if you look at Texas defense last year, it got better progressively throughout the
1: season. And one of the things they that they they improved on – was getting to the quarterback. Now, they didn't necessarily sack him, but they were among the league leaders in and across across the nation in quarterback pressures and hurries. And so they're taking those baby steps. Now, excuse you. Now you've got to get a guy that can get to the quarterback. You've got that's to me the biggest factor of this defense to take the next step. You've got to start racking up some sacks nothing changes in a really good offense like a pass rush and that's why i think finkley is going to be so important because he's a guy that that can not only play you know along that line he can he can stand up and come off the edge it's going to be a race who's going to get to the quarterback first yeah the pressure's increased last year now they've got to get to him they got to start hitting him a little bit and i think that'll show more progress with this defense so i can definitely see where justice finkley would would be a guy that there's a handful. Baron Sorrell's another one. These guys got to get to the quarterback, Joe. They, they did a really good job last year getting closer. But until they can start taking that guy down, that's when you see the defense really, I think, take the next step.
0: And it's going to be even more important because now Keandre Coburn, Moro Jomo, they're going to be going to the NFL combine in a few weeks. Uh, those guys who are very, you know, important pieces of the 2022 defense, they're not going to be there. And they were second team all Big 12 and they had a good argument for maybe being first team, but who knows. Uh, uh, but still, quality guys, going to be professional football players. Um, you still return to Vondre Sweat and Byron Murphy. You hope you get more from Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton. But uh, that kind of means that without those two high-quality players that you know what would you would get from on a snap-by-snap basis, there's going to be more attention that opposing offensive tackles can maybe get to the edge now, as opposed to, you know, maybe looking inside every so often to help out with, uh, you know, the the, the interior guys, a rarity, but still something they probably do. Justice Finkley's got to become in tandem with Baron Sorrell, their own threat off the edge. Anybody else? I'm trying to think of a few other positions, and I don't want to use a ton of time on this, but, hey, Texas has to figure out who's going to be punting the football. Uh, in this upcoming season. Um, Daniel Trejo is moving on. Uh, Burt Auburn could do it, but I don't know if he's Cameron Dicker. Um, there are a few guys on the roster. I think there's some walk-on guys who are potential uh, replacements for Daniel Trejo, but punters – oh, Ryan Sanborn. He's got to have a big spring. The tree! But he's, but he's not even going to be here in the spring, so he better uh, focus on his craft while Man, he's on. Man, Jeff
1: Banks is going to be bored.
0: I know. He'll be working that special teams unit and uh, trying to bring somebody along to help Jatavian Sanders at tight end. Man, I can't f- believe I forgot the the transfer. He's got to have a big spring, but he's got to have a big spring out in California. <laughs> yeah. um, Justin, we got a, a big hoops game on Saturday. Uh, Texas plays Oklahoma at the Moody Center. Longhorns beat the Sooners early in the year, and the Sooners have not had the uh, most high quality of consistent years Anything you're looking for this weekend from uh, Rodney Terry and company? Hey, treat it like it's any other game in the Big 12.
1: Oklahoma had a really good win. I believe it was Monday night or Saturday. Porter Mosier, those guys play really hard, and they play good defense. If you don't shoot the ball well, you're going to be in a a slugfest with OU. So come out early, grip it, rip it, hit some outside shots, get those guys to come off the lane a little bit. Just I, I like the small lineup a little bit more. I liked that Dylan Mitchell was starting last week. I think that was I think that was cool. But don't, don't, don't take them for granted. This is the Big 12. Even the teams in the bottom are competitive and, and, and good. And like I said, you know, Texas Tech kind of started off the, the conference year, you know, not so great. And they've played really well lately. I can see OU doing the same thing. This is a gauntlet that we talk about week in and week out. I want to see the team hit, hit some outside shots early. That'll kind of take some of the pressure because you don't you don't want to get into a slugfest with OU. When if, if it's a 48 to 45 game, that's exactly what Porter Moser wants. That's exactly what fits what OU's identity is. So Texas has to come out early and often and uh get that Moody Center rocking a little bit. I think there's there's kind of a home field advantage there, especially the last month of the season. And so to me, I think the biggest thing is don't Don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Oklahoma is not a bad team. They've got some talent and they know their identity. You better hit some shots earlier. It's going to be ugly down the stretch.
0: Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, Basically it starts with shutting down Grant Shurfield. Uh, The guy can score at all three levels, especially the third level. Uh, I, I think Texas matches up really well with the Groves and everywhere else, but Shurfield's a guy who can get his own shot. You can take care of him. I think you take care of that game, and Texas uh, continues to move on in the uh, Big 12 race, and try to march to maybe a two, two seed, one seed, still maybe in in the realm I think of possibility. two is
1: the one. I think two is the most realistic. I one so could well. happen. Three could definitely happen. Two, I think, is the most likely.
0: It's going to be hard to unseat U of A, Alabama, and Purdue. Uh, maybe they give it to the number one team in the Big 12, but. Uh, we'll have to see on that one. So, Justin, anything else? Uh, spring football coming up. We're going to have a lot more spring football storylines to talk about. Uh, this is kind of our first dip of our toe into the topic. But anything else?
1: Hey, just come hang out with us at InsideTexas.com. We've got more recruiting stuff going up today. Uh, we've got more stuff like you talked about earlier about the spring schedule, some of the summer camp schedules, the coaches' clinic. Uh, that, that date Those dates are up. And so be sure to check out InsideTexas.com. Come hang out with us. We're, we're, we're a good group.
0: I'm with you there. Use that sign up right there. Make sure you like this video. Subscribe to the channel. It's going to be an awesome spring to discuss, to read about. We can't wait to have you at Inside Texas. So for Justin Wells, I'm Joe Cook. Thank you to our producer, Matthew Hutchinson. And we will see you next time on On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like
1: button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.